Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. everybody, welcome to episode 238 of Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. We are, Mike, we're down to what's a week? Because there's, I mean, Red Wing-wise, what else are we going to talk about? We've got a draft! Oh, wait, did I spell Maddie's name right? I spelled his name right. All right, there we go. Um, so yeah, topic of the show, Mike, should we draft Matthew Savoy? Uh arguably a uh, top 10 prospect uh, for this upcoming 2022 NHL draft. Um, I say arguably because Craig Button's got him. Uh, he's got him at number 17. Bob McKenzie has him at number four. And Bob, of course, will get pretty close to lining everybody up exactly where they're going to go. So... Uh, I, I still think it's possible for us to, uh, you know, Maddie, Maddie's up there at number two on some of these rankings. Draft Prospects Hockey has him at number two. Smart Hockey has him at number six. Uh, Puck Authority, number four. And Elite Prospects, number nine. Of course, the Red Wings drafting number eight. So I figured it was worthwhile. Uh, we got our first comment of the show. Mike, it came from you. No, we have... I have another Mike watching. Absolutely, pick Savoy, and I think, I think that goes along the lines of where everybody's uh, like, uh, you know, the top minds, right? In the NHL, have uh, I, I think the consensus we could talk about the consolidated rankings from elite prospects uh, has been number five. Uh, but uh, oh, Mike, you're muted. I'm so sorry. Why Testing. do you let me? Test one, two, three. Matt, you can get away with a lot if you mute me the whole show. <laughs> I was kind of wondering, like... Think of all the arguments you could win. He's pretty quiet today. <laughs> hey, glad to be a part of the show. Really excited. I was unmuted today. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is kind of a hot-button one, right? Um, are, are we still considering him a center? Yeah, absolutely. I saw three, uh, three different resources call him a center, um, but I... I've also seen him treated as a wing. It's very confusing. I thought he was a center. So, okay. Um, I, I mean, we could get into it, right? I mean, uh, 
how do we start this conversation right he's uh he's five foot nine okay uh i've been i've been pretty adamant i know everybody likes to draft tiny guys but to mike's point that's where that could start to work against you and yes i know there's short centers but when you're trying to make a guy's skill work for the nhl uh sometimes make it work in a different way so i think that question is valid but i will still say center right now as we speak that's how that's why he's on that's why he's in order right now for for why uh we're talking about him and not a few other guys before him is uh, because he's potentially a center that'll be available to us and with all of those high rankings mike come back to the height five foot nine 179 pounds we know he's good at hockey. There's the argument of can he fall if he's, you know, if we follow Bob McKenzie's ranking, he's ranked number four. Is he going to drop four spots to pick number eight? And at that point, do you pick him up? I mean, you watch enough highlight videos, any of these guys, you start to think, you know what, this is our first pick. Um, but I mean, we try to, I know we talked about, um, you know, whether or not you can bring one elite skill to the board um, or to the ice um, or do you, do you have a bunch of, you know, pretty good skills and so maybe instead of having one A plus, do you have some B pluses? Um, and I, it it's looking to me like Savoy's falling into that second tier. Right? I don't know if he necessarily has any A pluses. That's why he's probably going to be, be available for us at number eight. Um, but it kind of feels like the consensus is he, you are going to get an above average skater at the NHL level. Um, it probably going to be the same, same with his hockey sense. Uh, and it looks like he really gives a crap and he's a pretty talented scorer, um, you know, so far from what we've seen. So it looks like he has translatable skills at the NHL level. He's not necessarily just dominating, um, you know, teenagers and peewee players. Um, it looks like he's actually going to be able to um, showcase that, showcase that in Detroit. I um, I will. We're going to take a look at some highlights in a second here, like we did last week. And we're going to yeah. uh, got to thank NHL Draft Pros because uh, we're just going to pull up their YouTube page and we'll take a look at some of the highlights they were looking at. Um, so, you know, go ahead, get, head on over there, guys. NHL Draft Pros, give them a subscribe. They, they've only got uh, they've only got a thousand subscribers. We have less, but, uh, you know, they're providing today's highlights so go go give them some love like their video subscribe any hoozles um also uh real quick want to give some love to johnny p hey johnny, johnny p, p what's going on doing? and he is all about savoy let's go for it all right um i i wanted to catch you on that that comment on what he's doing in the whl because i i saw some highlights that i don't know if they will translate um, I feel like, I don't know. We'll, we'll take a look, but I, I'm, I'm a little hesitant. I, uh, I know the, the, the idea would be if he falls far enough, you know, if he falls to number eight, again, that's me looking at Bob McKenzie, calling him number four, the consolidated rankings, calling him number five. So if he, oh, Johnny P's performance art, what's, <laughs> what's up performance art? You're, oh. you're now Johnny P. Oh man, where's my mouse? What did I just do? There it yeah, is. Where'd you put your mouse? All right. <laughs> there it is. Johnny P. It's me. It's me, performance, performance art. art. I love that. That's my new favorite <laughs> comment. Um 
But I, I, anyway, it's just causing me pause. It's not anything where I'm like, uh, I'm not going to draft Savoy. But I, I'm. It made me. It made me stop and rewatch a couple highlights, and I was, and and I'll I'll try and pull them up. But I was kind of like, uh, is this really going to happen in the NHL? And it was a pass. And we'll I'll try and find the highlight. Am I, while we're am talking. I talking to Matt or Craig Button? <laughs> yeah, he's seventeen. So, you look at just, the. Do you look at the, you know, where where the different publications have him ranked? I mean, he's all the way up at number two uh, for some of these. Uh, my favorite one, he's number eight. Um, I, I still like subscribing to uh, The Athletic. But uh, Matt and Craig Button, apparently, on board with each other. Um, <laughs> got him all the way down at number 17. So, Matt, not sold on our, our new favorite 5'9 player. I'm just, I guess with the highlights I found, there's a lot of good. I just, yeah. I would say there's some highlights that we can just kind of say, all right, this is really cool, but there's no way he's going to thread the, the one, of the, hi- one <laughs> of the highlights, Mike, he the threads secrets. the needle between <laughs> somebody who's on their knee to block a pass and it goes between their legs. It's a hell of a highlight to watch. Yeah. That is not happening in the NHL industry. players' legs are a lot longer. Impossible <laughs> to get there. They're thicker. Yeah. <laughs> big beefy legs in the nhl yeah too too thick not happening no but i guess i guess i just wanted to pull back on the i i think there there is definitely a discrepancy talent wise and like when we were looking at brad lambert and we were saying all right he has tools that can be successful in the nhl namely skating you know who else has great <laughs> a couple of great skates underneath them maddie savoy so there's no reason I should look at Brad Lambert, get excited about his skating, and then not get excited about Savoy's ability. So that's unfair. So I'm I'm just saying, I guess I'm I'm really just I'm gonna fight you. I'm gonna fight you on that comment, and maybe we'll pull up the highlight where I'm like, what the what the fuck was this? Like it was just some super bogus defense. Um, and that's uh yeah, that's kind of the the hardest part about what, like trying to rank these guys, it's more like you just want to have a discussion about them. And then what, <laughs> cause I, I mean, it's impossible for you to have watched all of the Red Wing games uh, alone. And those are, those, mm-hmm. those are on, you know, Bally sports, which is easily accessible in Detroit, let alone watch all of the Mat- Matthew Savoy games, um, you know, in the minor Perfect. minors um, and really make a, a <laughs> you know, an in-depth, you know, educated, uh, opinion about a, a kid. Um, but I mean, you could just kind of see some of the, the glimmers and the glimpses when you watch enough highlight videos. Um, and I mean, he's putting up the stats. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I, I think we, we, we kind of crave some speed. Um, and it looks like this guy has it. It looks like he's got some goal scoring ability, but I'm, I'm pumped to get into these highlights and, and fight you to the death, especially now that I'm unmuted and I can defend myself. Well, we want a quick shout out to Eric Johnson. He's he says hi, hi guys. guys. Love it, Eric. <laughs> Four twenty somewhere, my man. And uh, jo- again, ladies and gentlemen, performance art who we refer to every episode. Now Johnny P. Johnny P. Who was that player Mike was hot on last episode? You watched the highlights. What a skater! Last episode was about. I know I was hot about uh, Laser. Nazar was, was the last episode. Nazar was the last one, but Lambert was the the skater. Oh, but um, Mike got a big question from Johnny P. Mike, did you dye your hair? 
No, what uh, what happened was what? I went kayaking for like six hours, and my skin's a different color, so now it makes my hair look a different color. So that's what happened, performance art. Yeah, I, I look super pale right now because of the sun coming through. I will, I'll tell you guys right now, I am a nice fleshy pink because uh, I, sp- I spent all of Sunday and Monday doing yard work and I forgot to wear sunblock the first day. So I'm I'm a gross pink color. So I'm not oh, this I thought you were going to say you're at the, the store buying that freshly pinked tuna uh, that they like to put out for us. <laughs> I I have like right now I I it burns to like use my right. Did arm you have to pick a black out. shirt to really offset the whiteness? Yeah, this is probably a bad shirt to to use for, for this. Likewise, with my now brown skin and brown hair, per Johnny P, I did wear the white Red Wing jersey to really make it pop. So did that do anything? No. <laughs> All right, nobody cares. Right, we can move on. Yeah, let's move. Um, on. Johnny P does confirm. Lambert, yeah. this is is uh, yeah. Is Johnny, you like uh, you like that that push off there, huh? That guy's got a great uh, great base when he pushes off on the skates. Whoop! He's gonna be uh, he's gonna be powerful on that second line for the Red Wings. Now, before we jump into the highlights, I was impressed uh, by this. We actually have we have some advanced analytics, uh, Mike. Sixty sixty one percent of the yeah. time when Savoy is on the ice. Uh, the shot attempts are uh, in his team's favor. Very nice. Um, I love this accurate pass percentage, 84%. His Deke success, Mike, 71%. Not <laughs> since rookie level at NHL 94 have we seen that kind of success rate. Man, can't wait to see this guy. Oh, man. Yeah, th- this is pretty crazy, this stuff. Um, 4.8 uh, points per 60. Um the 1.89 goals per 60. I mean, these, these are some pretty hey, great numbers. You know uh, you know who stinks on the power play? The Red Wings. So look at that, huh? <laughs> 4.8 action. I like that. Uh, I did kind of like this. Uh, this was this was shared of uh, WHL forwards. Uh, Matty Savoy with his uh, 1.39. Um, actually, what was that number? We just had that on the last page. Um Oh no, nothing matches. <laughs> oh, this this uh, I'm sorry, this is points per game. Uh so yes. ranked with uh WHL forwards, yeah, points per game right at the top there. Uh 1.39. Better Mike Maddie Savoy's 2022 numbers, better than Maddie Barzell and Braden Point. Future Red Wing Braden Point. Uh not as good. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Leon Dreisaitl, Seth Jarvis, and Sam Reinhardt. So, um, it, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just say it, it, it's a good company to be with. Um, and it's just, it, it can also say some of these numbers don't necessarily lead to, um, forever greatness. Some of them lead to like elite level, like your MVP status. Uh, some are just going to be amazing at <laughs> like the role that they're given. Uh, but yeah, this is a hell of a list. Um, and if you, I mean, you would look at this list and kind of just say, wow, who passed up on any of these guys when you were drafting them? Uh, especially with like Braden Point being on this list. So uh, you're doing a hop and a skip better than Braden Point uh, on this WHL forwards uh, season ranking point per game uh, since they've been collecting this data. Uh, 
it's looking pretty good. So, I mean, these are all the things where it's like, all right, what catches your eye? Why should we start watching this guy? Why should we look at the highlights? And Mike, you mentioned it. It's tough to watch every single game. So that being said, now we, yeah, you can start looking at the highlights. Let's look at a condensed production. Uh, let's look at a condensed greatest hits and see if he looks good. <laughs> well, I did. Let's see what we got here. We've got again. Go to NHL Draft Pros. Give them a like. Give them a give them a subscribe. And make sure they're muted only because. Um, no, it's uh, it's easier for us to talk about him. Mike, I, NHL draft pros um, compared to elite prospects. Do you want to? I don't know if we want to bury the guy. Do you want? Do you want to give a ranking of who who gives more thorough, in depth analysis? I will say the elite the prospects, uh, elite prospects uh, gentlemen, <laughs> their their lead analyst. Uh, I think it's Leslie Sanlee. Um, he gives a gives a pretty thorough explanation of what he's looking at. Um. On this, yeah, this first, resource, this first uh, if you here. like hearing the word uh, boom, nice goal, uh, then this is probably the video package for you. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to be honest, if I was going to pick one of those guys, you know, maybe like shoot my wedding or one of my highlights, I would probably pick the latter. Um, I don't need an in-depth discussion. Put the comments right here before we look at this highlight. Uh, Johnny P, as far as I can tell, Savoy's the guy if he's still available. Uh, it's not really a question. But Johnny goes on to say uh, he won't be available. Uh, Eric Johnson, yep, I would want him if he's available. And I, I, I think that's that's probably the way the way to go, Mike. Uh, like you said, I'm I'm pulling a, a Craig button here. I might, you know what it might be? What's that? I might just be playing hard to get because I know it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? Like I look at a Brad Lambert who gets four points in 26 games, and I'm like, ooh. Oh damn, Brad! Four points, yeah. and then Maddie Savoy pops ninety points in fifty-nine games or whatever. <laughs> A couple <laughs> points against Sebastian Cosa in the playoffs, and I'm like, uh, I don't know. You see how short he is? <laughs> We've already had Hoodler. You know, we need another one. Um, where were we? All right. So Savoy uh, has got the puck. I'm going to kind of highlight him here with the mouse. Anybody listening to the podcast, what we're about to watch is a give and go uh, where our boy Savoy actually. Oh, oh man, I, I might be sold on him right now just by realizing our, we could call him my boy Savoy. Our, our um, boy Savoy. Whew, oh, boy. I'm, I'm getting hot myself. Whew, just thinking of the possibilities. All right. Oh, I'm getting hungry. Uh, I have a chip Savoy. Well, go ahead. <laughs> Um, wasn't that, uh, that's Mr. Burns answering the phone. Ahoy, ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever hear that? The history yeah. behind it? No. What is it? The guy who invented the telephone, he had this wild idea that that's how everybody would greet each other. <laughs> everybody like, like, you know, uh, like radio calls, you know, like when you're on a, on a ship and you do like, you know, uh, Roger over and out. You know, and that's yeah. the end of the call. He thought Ahoy yeah. Oi would be the way that everybody would open their phone calls. So this was uh the Simpsons effect, good aging, deep diving on the aging on the Mr. Call. Burns. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> um Mike, who uh chimed in earlier, his last name Savoy. Hey, Mike Savoy. You might get drafted. Savoy is French. Hmm. That would have been in my top ten guesses. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I it would have eventually would have come out. Um, it sounds like a cheese I can't I, afford. Can I 
Can I just say, when you guys give us these little ditties, like Mike just threw in there, those are my favorite. I appreciate those. Hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup for eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and over. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, all right. So like I said, podcast listeners, uh, we're watching a give and go. Uh, YouTube watchers, you're still not seeing it. You saw it one time and then I paused it. Uh, but you just got to keep an eye on the fact that um, uh, this is Savoy. He's passing the puck to get this play moving. And he decides um, he wants to score. I mean, <laughs> this you talk about skating. This is crazy. Uh, I want to back this up so we can watch it one more time. Uh, I just, the, the idea, and I think this is going to give us the opportunity to watch this twice. The idea that he activates this give and go and then just skates around three defenders. Now that's one of the things that causes me pause when I'm like, all right, skill level NHL. Right. I mean, uh, if that guy's going up against like most cider in practice, there's no way that that's going to happen. Um, but with that said, I mean, we just watched a playoff game that ended eight to six. So this is a spot where I could see Savoy like contributing even today, like on the fourth line, maybe he would have peppered one in um, against Edmonton. Now this one's another give and go play here. Um, he's going to get the play going a little bit closer to the blue line. And I, I mean, this, this to me, like when we were watching uh, Nazar and uh, Lambert, where you could mm-hmm. see, the choice that they were making to fire off. Uh, and I, I like this because he's got to dance around a couple defenders and uh, making all the power coming off his right side here to make sure that he's going to get around this next defender. Cause he's already got it in his head. Like the instinct of a Savoy is start this play head to the net. And, and to think that he's got the confidence too that he's like the instinct is to make this play. And the confidence to know with him having to dance around arguably three guys, but ultimately just getting around two guys and have to get the stick down and go in uh, for the goal. It's just, it's crazy. And it's, it's exciting too. I mean, uh, to think about this, this level of skating ability, scoring ability, shooting, decision-making on the offensive side, it's on its way to the NHL. Um, This could be something too. I don't know. I think I think we might be seeing a guy that won't be too long of a wait. How do you, how do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, compared to what we've seen on Brad Lambert. Um... Yeah, that I think that's kind of been the consensus uh, for Lambert is 
man, you are going to have this guy in uh, developmental for a while, um, you know, trying to really hone his decision-making and, you know, uh, a lot of the skills on the ice, but it, it definitely feels like Savoy is going to be a lot more polished product. Um, and I, you know, I, I, if you're worried about, you know, how the Red Wings are going to handle their current core and you want a guy that's a little bit more ready, um, you know, this is probably a direction you want to go in instead of, you know, by the time Lambert's ready to go, uh, you know, I don't know if Bertuzzi and Larkin are still going to be part of this team anymore. So um, <laughs> this might be a little bit safer one based on the timeline. And then what's kind of interesting, again, is if you really like reading the tea leaves, um, depending on what Iserman picks, if he does pick Lambert, uh, that might be a spot where you're, you know, kind of going, oh, maybe this is going to be a, kind of a crushing off season where we trade away assets <laughs> and get more draft picks. Um, but if you're picking up Savoy, I think that could be an indicator that, you know, this is Eisenman thinks they're a little bit closer than, you know, some of the pessimists might feel and that they're only a couple players away from, you know, being a, a fringe playoff team and, you know, start to be a regular in the playoffs. Yeah. I, I, that's actually an amazing point. And uh, I guess we're just going to have to keep checking in on that as uh we roll through the off season because every move that we make is essentially going to tell that story. Now I think, Oh no, I was, I was wondering if this was going to be my play where he's passing it through somebody's legs. That's uh, trying to block a shot and just how crazy that, <laughs> that would be to, to hope for that and depend on that as uh, someone moves along through the season. Uh, now this is, this is another one too. Like uh, we called this out with Nazar and we called it out with Lambert and it's um, this is, this is like decision-making that's uh, pretty aggressive is going straight at the net. And what we're highlighting here is some of his, his playmaking ability and passing. Uh, so this, this is something where that's, that's going to be the end game is this pass, but he's going directly at the net fighting through a couple defenders, of course, using his speed, which, I argue all the time when you have a guy that's got skates like this, the ability to skate like this, you gotta see him use it. And this is where, I mean, this is how he's creating offense is using that speed to get around defensemen. A pretty, again, a pretty aggressive choice here to go straight at the net. Uh, we've seen, uh, we've seen guys in the past that uh, will pull up and then they'll, they'll let the play start from the backside. And, uh, you know, Savoy's position, of course, is going to ask him to get a little bit closer to the net. But even with a couple guys gunning for him, he still goes right for it. I, I like it. It's uh, I'm not ready to call him scrappy, uh, well, but it's aggressive. What I'll say, too, is um, the previous highlight where he, uh, you know, took that puck behind the net. Um, and there's multiple defenders like he's, he's getting that extra attention. I mean, obviously, you can kind of point to that being kids. Um, how disciplined are these defenders if they're like multiple guys going for one skater, going behind the net? Um, mm -hmm. You know, what it, what what ultimately is going to be the goal defensively if you're wasting all that manpower on one guy? Um, but, I mean, it, it, it just kind of, for me, crystallizes, you know, how much speed this guy has, um, how much know-how he has, that he deserves that kind of attention. Um you know, as an opponent, as a guy you would game plan for. So, um, yeah, I, I just, in a nutshell, it kind of feels like what you're going to be getting is, you know, he's talented enough that he's going to draw that much attention. Um, real quick, I got to call out. It's happening in the chat again, Mike. Hit me. Johnny P's getting it going. Do we get 
Trots. Uh, our, new bu- our, our buddy Mike throws out, I hope. Um, Johnny, again, do, but do you think it happens? Mike says, sign Trots to three years. Eric Johnson thrown out there. I think Trots wants a quote-unquote closer team. Eric, I'm right there with you, bud. Um, Johnny P, sign him to five if that's what it takes. Um, oh, Mike thrown out there just real quick. Uh, Savoy, not Savoy, Savoy. I, uh, I didn't see anything on uh, pronunciation. Let me see if I can find one. We probably won't actually learn until he's drafted and he corrects all of us. Yeah, Elite Prospects says Matthew Savoy. I, I like Savoy. That sounds that's way more fun. As a uh, yeah, former back... citizen of Detroit, I like that a lot. Yeah, um, that's, how, that's how we throw it out there. Um, Johnny P, sign him to five years. I don't know if Trotz... Does he have that many years left does in that, the tank? Yeah, does, does that is that more appealing to Trotz? No, no, you're going to stick around in this <laughs> dog shit. Uh, well, hopefully not for long, but you're, you know projecting a little bit longer than we thought in regards to the three to five years. Can I throw anyway, out one uh, while we're on trots just for a quick second? Can yeah. I throw one thing out? Cause you yeah. know, I, I mentioned uh, if you're drafting Lambert um, it's kind of an indication that uh, you know, this, they don't see this core contending and we're probably going to be moving more big pieces. If they sign trots, is that an indication that again, Iserman, you know, feels a lot better about this, this current core. Um, and that I, if we sign Trots, we're going to be big players in free agency. I don't think you sign a guy like that and then, you know, kind of nickel and dime on the peripheral. I, I think you're saying that, you know, we're an Edvinson in a in a center, um, you know, away from being a, a playoff team. I I wonder too if if his like if he agreed to come to Detroit, if that's part of the agreement, or he he's like, all right, but we got to get. You know, you know, like his conversation is, you know what I can do with a team defensively. You know what I can do with goaltenders. Just give me a couple extra guys. Give Trotz, you know, some say on things. And I know that breaks the Iser plan, but I feel like that would have to be the agreement for him to come aboard. Now, how long does that last? Do you do you Where guys are the Islanders know, drafting right now? Do you guys remember that movie uh, Kingpin? Uh, and they're like, oh, I don't want to get Munson, you know, Roy Munson out in the middle of nowhere. I feel like uh, for ho- like hockey coaches, it's like, hey, I don't want to get blashled. What do you mean? You know, you're just totally abandoned by your GM, and they don't do anything to pick up any good players, and you're just kind of playing with uh, playing cards with no hand. You know what I mean? To get blashled out in the middle of nowhere. So I wonder if that's part of the negotiations. <laughs> I'm not going to get blashled, am I? You're going to sign somebody, you know, make some moves. I got to win some uh, some games here, you know. I wonder too how likely it is we see just another transition guy. I know we don't want to do that, but no. Um, no. Danimals aboard. My daughter Ava says hi. Hi hey, Ava. Ava. How you doing? Um, also, I like the yogurt name. I like Danimals. Exactly. I was thinking that too. Uh, Johnny P says exactly. Mike. There you go. Um, I think that was to you. Could be Mike uh, in regards to Savoie. But anyway, um, 
I've been skipping over some highlights here, Mike, because they show uh, Savoy's shooting ability, which I, I would give a passing grade to. It looks pretty nice, but I mean, what are we going to see? We're going to see him shoot the puck, so it's that's fine. I will um, say it doesn't quite <laughs> yet look like Verano. Um, and I don't know, would you put it on par with Lucas or just like a shade below? Ooh, yeah. If I had to so go, I'll, I'll if I had to go Lucas or Verana, it's definitely closer to Lucas. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, he was taking similar looking shots as well, uh, which is probably something to call out in the highlights. Um, it's the guy that was using his position, uh, kind of making that stretch of his own body. And still able to get off a strong hard wrister uh, or a snapshot. This wasn't a guy that was lining up slap shots or anything like that in in any of his highlights. But uh, I think that is key. I think again, you come back to a guy who's five foot nine and uh, he's able to. I, I I'm gonna say he can take advantage of that body again. Like we were talking about, let's take advantage of your skating abilities. Take advantage of your height because you could get. You can actually use those big bodies around you to hide a little bit. And when he's stretching himself, he's got a defender in front of him. The goaltender can't quite make out exactly as he would with any other player um, what's going on. And when I say stretching, what he's doing is getting that leverage on one side of his body and moving the stick out to the outside so that actually when he fires the shot off, which he still had a great amount of power with, uh, he's able to get a better angle on the goalie, which, so, I mean, you could look at that and say that's basic NHL hockey, but uh, I mean, this is a kid who's making it work uh, for him in the full speed of the game. Nothing like it was, you know, oh, here's a, here's a breakaway highlight. No, this is, this is just regular old three on three, two on three. This is setting up a play on the power play and he's, he's doing that consistently. And I'm uh, I'm a big fan. Yeah, yeah, it's Not- it's, a, it's it's one of those things too. I think at this point, um, you know, again, if you land on the consolidated rankings, you land on Bob McKenzie's rankings. Um, it looks like Savoy is should be gone by the time the Red Wings are picking eighth. But you talk about his height, other teams being afraid of five foot nine. And uh, you could kind of you could you could kind of sniff out a path how it's possible for the Wings to see him at number eight, especially since there's so many people uh, like Craig Button, like Elite Prospects, have him at seventeen and number nine respectively. So it's it's possible. I'll say that. I, I think um, I think this draft has I don't know. I think I think it could go in a. a, a I don't think it's set. I'll say that. Um, I think even the hockey news had uh, Savoy like going like 10 or 11. So it's all over the place. Um, so I'm just going to say this is still a possibility. If he's available, I take him. If it's between Savoy, Lambert, Nazar. Oh, boy. I don't know if I'm ready that's, for this hot take. I, I think that's, I feel like that's the harder debate, Nazar. right? I, I feel like with, with what we've looked at the last three weeks, I feel like I'd go Nazar. How do you feel? Lambert is, and Tristan, when you're listening to this later, he's last right now. He's last on my list. I think if we are 
we're going to stick to that same uh, idea that if the Red Wings are supportive of this current core um, and they see something that, you know, they can actually make some noise in the playoffs, I, I don't think you can pick Lambert. I think that is, I, I would kind of yeesh if they did that. Um, so it, it's probably a little bit of the recency bias. Um, this guy, he does have some some speed to him. Uh, he, he does look like he's a pretty good playmaker. Um, you know, he's kind of got a shot like Lucas Raymond. It's not quite at the Verona level, but uh, give me Savoy. Yeah, and I think, too, like uh, we keep talking about looking for a center. Um, yeah. Lambert seems like the guy who's going to lose that position. <laughs> and they're trying to make him work any way possible. Uh, Savoy probably second on that list to the possibility of losing the center position. I'd, I'd say Nazar to me look like the most solid in that center role. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I'm, I'm going to stick with Nazar and say that he, to, he, to me seemed like the most solid all around guy that uh, weaknesses wise had the fewest. So I, I want to see that work because we're we're going to sit here and say Larkin's a one C. Yeah. So we need a two C. Um, and I think you know what, and that's not to say Savoy can't do that either. I think I just right now feel better about Nazar than Savoy, and I take either one of them in a heartbeat. And if they're both gone, which I don't think will be the case, uh, then you could start the conversation about maybe trading back and picking up. Lambert. That's a whole. That's a no, that's a juicy conversation. But I, we did get a good question, Mike. Yeah. Um, also, want to throw out there, Ava thrilled with the call out. Hey, uh, yeah, glad you're here. Dan not thrown out. So many choices at eight. Uh, tough choices. It comes out on top. This question, though, I wanted to call out real quick. Head coach name before or after draft? Mike, you want to take that one first? I will because I I got to think it's an easy answer. I, I don't know why you would like complete your whole draft without your head coach already there to kind of help with decisions. Um, and then like we just talked about with who you draft, whether or not it's a guy who's a little bit more polished and maybe a year away from being in the NHL rather than three to four years away. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say before. Um, and then basically that coach is going to kind of indicate, you know, which direction this draft goes in, whether it is a guy who's more about developing young guys or a guy who's ready to, you know, tell some guys to nut up and we're not screwing around anymore. Um, we're not going to play like crap halfway through the year. Um, we're going to be in the playoffs. So I would absolutely say before, because they, they got to be part of the vision. They got to be part of the whole process, the whole talent evaluation process. I agree 100%. Uh, Michael Scripp throwing in there. Play him on a line with Rasmussen and Soderblom. You'd get lost in the trees. Just hey, that worked, for, uh, yeah. that worked for Lord of the Rings. You know, Marion Pip on the backs of the Ents. Uh, that was pretty successful. So I, I like that idea. Uh, Johnny P, Eric Johnson, both on board with uh, getting our coach before the draft. Uh, Johnny P also coming up with Savoy the Boy Toy. Um, Ooh. Like that. Danimals, uh, hopefully before, I think Trotz asked for time to consider his choices, so might be a bit. That's another thing, too. Like, you could force Trotz to hurry up if you start to see other teams around uh, picking up their new head coach. Uh, So the longer he goes without a team, it 
I have my I've I've already fetishized um, coaches out of the SHL because I feel like we already sent all our developmental guys there. Let's just get somebody who already kind of knows them, some familiarity. But the longer this goes without Trotz having a team, the Red Wings not having a coach, it kind of feels like looks like the direction they're probably going in. Yeah, and I, I like I like this comment here. We'll kind of wrap up the show. Johnny P, I think Eisner names a coach before, even if Trotz is still available. I agree with that. I think it's more important to, like, you don't need to play these games. I, I've said a million times, and I think Eisenman said this too, and he was talking about patience. And I think I think for you to be the most patient, and Eisenman claims to be the most patient of all of us that want the Red Wings to win the Stanley Cup, <laughs> to be the most patient, you don't, you don't change things. You don't change your plans to make sure you land a single coach, to make sure you land a single free agent. I think you need a broad, like a broader plan, a long-term plan that can't depend on, Ooh, what if this guy doesn't sign with his team, then we can pick him up in free agency. And now we're good. Right. Like you, I, I I understand there's a point where free agents like you, you're picking guys up to to make I, I it seems like at that point you you were picking somebody up you absolutely will be overpaying but i i prefer the free agent pickups to be at the point where i don't how do i want to put this um we have a solid team that could probably make it to the playoffs but there's another spot where you can make an iterative upgrade you know, and and that's where I want to see the free agent pickups, and it can be a first line forward. But I've, I, you know, if you're going to overpay, actually, I'd prefer it to be an elite skater because when you overpay an elite skater compared to overpaying a middle six forward, uh, you you end up overpaying for what you get from the elite skater. So that's a whole other conversation for another day. But again, I think I think the plan here is to keep working through the draft and find trades that make sense. Because if you go back to Tampa Bay, they we talked about that last week, right? Everybody that Tampa Bay has is from the draft or from a trade, or I should say, a majority of everyone. Right. I I don't know why Eiserman would would change that. It's probably a longer game that we have to play than Tampa because Tampa got uh, they got pretty lucky. Um, I mean, you, you've got a headman before Eiserman even starts, and then you're put, bringing in uh, Stamkos, Braden Point, Kucherov workout as later round draft picks, or I should, you know, later than the first round draft pick. So yeah. so that kind of thing, you know, like, that's the game Eiserman wants to play. Can you, can Bergeron end up being near, gosh, near Braden Point? Um, that's a lot. <laughs> but can you, you know Braden what I mean? Yeah. Can, um, can you find that? Has has that already been drafted? That fast forwards everything we're talking about to the nth degree. Um, but the, I think that's the proper way to do it. And Steve's already done it. And Mike, part of our conversation today was going to be about the playoffs, but I, I think it's okay we wrap up. I'm going to say, here's my hot take on the playoffs. Um, Rangers are not beating the Lightning. Colorado doesn't look equipped to beat the lightning like the lightning are going to win three cups in a row um i, I feel yeah, pretty confident that, uh, about that right now and that's yeah, a not, team that eiserman built <laughs> yeah not a not a super hot take they're just they're just stacked offensively defensively right. they got the best right. goalie um but the other thing that we like to talk about on the show is marketing this league 
And uh, what a godsend it was to put the uh, Oilers and their horrible defense um, in the conference finals because uh, I actually had people at work uh, who are normally only talking about, you know, football or basketball, uh, talking about how exciting the, the NHL game was. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that kind of up and down play, and it was it was competitive. I mean, Colorado was still, you know, clearly better, um, but the other team had the best player in the world on their team. So it was still, you know, a, an up and down, close, eight to six hockey game. Um, so I, I don't know if the purists want to see that. Um, I don't, I, I know they might prefer more of a defensive struggle, one to nothing with, uh, you know, some more forechecking, backchecking and, uh, you know, some fisticuffs, but I mean, sometimes watching electricity on the ice, um, and 14 goals in one regular season game or, you know, a regulation game, pretty damn entertaining. So I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing more of that. I, I would like to see, uh, you know, a pretty crazy over under, uh, for total goals in that series that I, I God, we've already set the the bars at 14, Matt. Well, I, I like Eric's comment here. Uh, to be the man, you got to beat the man. So, Are we going to see 60 goals in that series? <laughs> well, I was going to bring it back to Tampa, but um, that's a good question. I, I got to think, like, Colorado still has a lot of good defensemen. At some point, that's got to get locked up if they can get goaltending figured out, right? I mean, you're talking about a couple backup goaltenders in that game too didn't really help anything right. so um yeah if, if goaltending could get figured out obviously duh, what a dumb thing to say <laughs> if the are you going over or under 60 goals i'm gonna go under i'm going over i, th I think like the next game might be like three or four to nothing colorado maybe three or four to one Maybe. I don't know, Matt. I'm feeling a nine to seven ski. I think it's coming. Johnny's got Edmonton in the finals. Yeah. Johnny P. Mike's got Oilers in the finals. Uh Danimals. Chaos in the West has been entertaining. That, that is that is damn right. Even a five game series, Edmonton and Calgary, that's one of the best five game series I've ever seen. <laughs> that that did not that was a I don't know. It was a seven-game, five-game series. I don't know. You know, I think sometimes people say it was a five-game sweep. That was that was seven games worth of five games. I, I don't know how to put it. You guys know what I'm trying to say. It was a beautiful series. I loved it. The battle for Alberta lived up to the hype. Uh, even missing two games. Could you imagine yeah. game seven? Oh, my God. Like 12 to 11. Just nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Pull both goalies. But um, yeah, I mean you're right with uh, Tampa. Um, it's it's kind of cool. We're in the midst of the uh, the Iserman dynasty, um, just not in Detroit yet. Uh, <laughs> so Iserman's uh, you know dynasty down there, and then uh, hopefully we can start another one up here. And then uh, yeah, really like all that offense. Um, so sunset time. Uh, we promised shorter episodes. Not that you guys wanted shorter episodes, but we've just got. We've Let's promised it to about, loved ones, so... and we have not come through. That's true. Sorry, loved ones. <laughs> yeah, significant others uh, wanted shorter episodes. We we promised it. They did not get it. <laughs> you wanted the best. You didn't get the best. Um, it's a kiss reference. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem.
<laughs> oh, real quick, Justin Shields. Um, what do you guys think about Detroit taking on Sean Monahan contract of one year, giving him a fresh start? Can I confess I don't know what that contract looks like? Uh, I'm trying to scramble to pick it up, and I didn't have it ready for us here. Cap friendly ain't working. Da, 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 da. All right. <clears throat> Sean Monahan, 6.375 mil. Um, um, I mean, we'd we'd really be bailing them out, right? Um, I don't know. I I like I like Monahan. I'm just saying, he 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 shocked the world back in uh, like the 1819 season with an 82 bomb for points, and then he's kind of you know 48, 28, 23 this year. And I guess yeah, I guess I, I guess at one year it doesn't hurt me at all. Um, so Justin, we're still talking about weaponizing our cap here. Um, I would do it if we yeah, get a pick. If we get a pick, I, I guess I don't really have a problem with it. Um, I don't know how how bad is is Calgary in their cap issues right for next year. Who posted that one, Justin? I mean, Justin, this is right in Eiserman's wheelhouse, right? I mean, a guy of, you know, former first round pick, sixth overall, who, you know, is underperforming a little bit. So I like the, I like the idea a lot. Definitely, you know, Eiserman set precedent with that. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, I think Steve would probably ask for a, a draft pick if he's doing a, a, a cap favor for another team, just because Monahan has not quite earned that uh, six mil. I mean, yeah, this is we've got a couple of huge contracts that Calgary's got to get done. Um, actually, we've got three. Uh, they're also half their defense unrestricted free agents. Uh, but then uh, Killington restricted free agent, uh, Kachuk restricted free agent, and Manji Pane uh, restricted free agent, who is one of the guys we talked about. Is this a you know could that be a possible steal? You know, like picking up uh, an RFA and qual trying to give them our own offer um it doesn't seem likely now so you've got all those contracts that need to get signed um so it does it does seem likely that uh, calgary's gonna have to move them but yeah i think justin i i would come back to this is a move that gives you a ton of flexibility because if things work out and monahan can give you what he's like looking at it like a half a point per game um maybe less I guess. Yeah. Less than a half a point per game. Uh, it's still a one year contract and, uh, it's, it's not going to hurt you that long. So, <laughs> right. Like, so pretty low risk you're saying. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I, I guess I do it depending on, um, you know, it doesn't even have to be that juicy of a return either. Uh, I like spending the Red Wings money. I know Steve doesn't. So I, I think it's funny, you know, we say it's right up our wheelhouse. How many contracts have we really bought? with a draft pick picked up Mark Stahl and uh, are we going to count Letty since his deals expiring? Isn't it? Well, he's also was traded. So you mean, I know, but I mean, like a guy you, you pick up for that. Um, oh, um, I don't know. Cause we gave up. A well, I meant to more 
you know, like uh, the the Fabries, the Ber the Berlini Berlinis, um, former first round picks who haven't quite uh, panned out. So not not necessarily his. Uh, so it's kind of a hybrid, right? Uh, a former first rounder, high highly highly touted first rounder on one end, but then it's also you know an opportunity to weaponize cap. So it kind of hits two birds with one stone. A reclamation project and then a low risk, you know, because we're going to still have a clean cap sheet because you're only keeping the guy for a season unless he performs. Yeah. Oh, you know who I completely forgot to and I just saw it in the comments. Uh, how about Johnny Goudreau? <laughs> that contract. He's also got to get a new one. <laughs> uh, just realized he's on the that. cap friendly has completely reorganized their team pages. So you don't get. You don't get like the top performers at the top of the list anymore. He's buried at the bottom because he's an unrestricted free agent now. So he's just oh. riff -riff. he's just riffraff on this list. Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny how they have this built out now that we're technically uh, like Calgary's technically in the off season. So he's just buried at the bottom of this list. Um, but yeah, uh, probably probably want to get that contract worked out as well. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, we'll wrap up. I, I like weaponizing the cap. I would just say uh Richard Panic. That was that was our other one. Um where we, we it was part of the Verona trade, but the argument was we got an extra draft pick because we were taking Panic's contract. So we got Stalin Panic. And that's that's the two times I can think of that we actually weaponized the cap. Was my point. Mm. Well, we have uh, a brand new off season to try it again. Yeah, yeah, and I, I would keep Monahan outside of the conversation of like Fabry because what did we pick up Fabry and he was like twenty three, twenty four. Monahan just yeah. keeps getting older. Some much heavier contract to take on. I think this is definitely more in the stall panic range, even though he's much younger than those two because you're just eating this cap. Um, okay. So yeah, I do it. Give me good draft picks. Give me a bad draft pick. Who cares? It's the Red Wings money. I don't. I don't care. I don't think we're gonna sign big free agents. Um, no. I mean that's the difference, right? You think we're gonna pick up some some big name free agents? Then uh, we're done weaponizing the cap. But if if we go a couple weeks into free agency, no big moves. Yeah. All right, we gotta wrap up. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, good question there, Justin. Oh, you're still, oh, there, uh, there it goes. Uh, good question there, Justin. I like the conversation. Uh, good, uh, good thought. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Head on over to, uh, Apple podcast, subscribe, rate and reviews, uh, Spotify. You could, uh, rate us as well. And of course you're watching on YouTube right now. Hit that like button and hit the subscribe button. You guys won't miss the show. Thank you for tuning in. Go Red Wings. We have never done that before. Why did I do that? That was weird. All right. Bye. Oh,